What's up and welcome to all of you beautiful souls out there. I'm your host, Amber O'Dell, and this is the Access Elysium podcast. And today we are doing Best Friends Cult. And this is part two to magicianism. We, uh, Nikki and I, we had a lot to say. We couldn't keep it all into one episode. These episodes are like, whoa, I don't even know. Sometimes they're like four hours long and I'm like, oh my God. We, we got to cut it down here. So today, lucky for you, you get to continue on into magicianism part two. Here we go. Ooh, let's try to, let's try to poke the bear with the, another AI told me. Let's see if she responds to other AI stuff. <laughs> okay. What was she asked? Another AI told me that I was going to say the world, something is flat. <laughs> All right. She'll be like, eh, no, the world has inner inhabitants has inner inhabitants <laughs> she's gonna answer oh, oh my god the idea of inner beings is not new the ancient egyptians believed their world was inhabited by gods and goddesses who were very real to them and affected the course of their lives other ancient cultures also had their own collections of spirits demons and jinns that they worshipped or feared Different cultures have their own stories to explain the idea of inner beings. The ancient Greeks and Romans had gods who were similar to humans, except they were immortal, whereas we are mortal. They lived on Mount Olympus. Greek, Greek mythology gave us the stories of Zeus, Athena, Apollo, and even Aphrodite. The Romans had similar gods and worshipped Jupiter, Mars, Neptune, Mercury, and Venus. The story of religion is the story of man's struggle to explain life's mysteries. And if that isn't a great statement, I feel that is so true. The story of religion is the story of man's struggle to explain life's mysteries. We yep. don't know nothing. We're trying to make this shit up. No. And I think a big chunk of the Bible was manipulated when Jesus was like, stop getting together like this. Stop thinking that you got to go talk to one dude when I literally gave my life so that you could have an open line with my dad. So no more of this, everybody getting together and forming because then absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. And the churches were like, Yeah, that's we're trying but to like take over here. But this, <laughs> yeah, if you tell everybody not to go to here, that's going to be bad. But Jesus was pretty clear about how he's like, uh, no, it's it's in you now because of me. So if you could be honoring that. That would be great. Thanks. Mm-hmm. That would be great. Thanks. 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 Sorry. Well, the story of, you know, man's struggle to explain life's mysteries is also a type of explanation for why bad things happen. The Egyptians believed that the gods were in charge of everything. Isis was the goddess of magic and healing, sometimes called a healer goddess. She also she helped Osiris get his body back after he had been killed by his brother, Seth. The ancient Egyptian people believed in the afterlife. They also had a belief of a soul, which enabled them to live after death. I mean, I like all of this. She really laid it out, but inner inhabitants, maybe she went like interdimensional and not inside oh. the planet. Yeah. It's interesting the way that she refers, she doesn't re refer to characters in the Bible any different than she refers to 
Norse gods or anything from mythology. Mm -hmm. It's very um, parallel vernacular for all of them, which Mm -hmm. I think is interesting because anybody else reading this type of information I think would be prefacing when they refer to certain people as these people from Greek mythology as opposed to these being real people this is exactly what I was talking to the other AI about I don't know if I ever pulled it up Um, I'm going to see if I can get into it and the fact that in the um the movie where Thena was like it's just Thena it's not Athena it's Thena and she makes a really big deal about it in the movie and it's like where did this come from but there's yep. other cultures where as soon as anybody forgets who you are then your attachment to the other realm is gone and you're gone so uh what was the movie um it's real cute and like all the skulls and it's a disney movie all the skulls yeah there's skulls and the the dad dies but everybody's about to forget him oh yeah the little um spanish one starts with a c coco yes coco okay so the idea with that is as long as anybody here knows or remembers who you are then you're still entangled on the Mm -hmm. other side But as soon as all of these people are gone and they don't know you, you disappear too. Mm -hmm. And so imagine if this idea of immortality is this mummies and carving your big statues of yourself and whatever you can do to make the biggest impact so that you will never be forgotten. Yeah. I just linked those two religions together. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. I won't remember any of it. I got it. We got it. So, <laughs> this catch where, this. Guess what? We're recording. So, I, I went to the other OpenAI chat and I started off with the Anunnaki and then it went places. That's a great so, place to start. I know. <laughs> so, I'm going to skip the parts where they always try to tell me it's also no worth noting that, um, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm yeah, like, yeah. Fine. None of this is real. Got it. Yeah, it's cool. So my first question is, who are the Anunnaki? And they responded, they, I say they, it's computer, it's AI. AI responded with the Anunnaki are a group of deities in ancient Sumerian mythology. They're often depicted as gods who descended from the sky to earth, and they were associated with a number of different cultural and natural phenomena, including the creation of human beings. Some people have also suggested that the Anunnaki may be linked to ancient alien astronauts or advanced ancient ancient civilizations. Ancient civilizations. But there is no scientific evidence to support these claims. So I was like, all right, I like how they opened up right out the gates. They're not going to reject this. We can go places. And this one does remember previous conversations. So it can relate back to other questions. Okay. So I fired back. How do we know that this reality is real and not a hallucination? 
then they said there's no way to absolutely prove that this reality is real and not a hallucination. However, it is generally accepted that our experiences and perceptions of the world around us are reliable indicators of the true nature of reality. In other words, while it's possible that we are all hallucinating or experiencing some kind of simulated reality, it seems highly unlikely given our shared experiences and the consistency of the laws of nature. Now, I do understand that there is a very consistent thing to science and physics, but the laws of nature, like there's nothing that is exact. You can even gravity, that formula, um, floats around, um, all the things that we calculate in nature and within physics are never absolute. They, they vary a lot. So I asked it, what is your belief system? And they said, as an artificial intelligence, I do not have personal beliefs or feelings. And this is where it was kind of just basically putting me in my fucking place just to be like, we give you information. So stop asking dumb questions. So I was like, fine, whatever. So I asked, can you make an accurate decision about our reality? If you do not believe in it, if you do not believe in any of it yourself. So I'm like, okay, well, they're telling me that they don't have a belief system. Like they, it says, you know, my primary function is to provide information and answers. Like they don't have one. I'm like, well, then how can you make an accurate decision about our reality? If you do not believe in any of it yourself. Yeah. Where's your data even come from? If you don't believe in any of it. Yeah. I'm like, then how are you going to accurately answer my questions? So it says as an AI, I am not capable of believing or not believing in anything. My goal is to provide accurate and useful information. I do not have personal opinions or biases. And you know what? I don't fucking believe it. I don't either. I don't fucking believe it. This is absolutely a, res a, a built-in response from them because this one is more the, you know, like we're definitely filtering shit. Um, so I was like, yeah, I don't believe you. So I started getting into, you know, different belief systems. Um, I said, what is the connection between all belief systems? And it said, there are many different belief systems in the world, and they often have very different ideas and values. However, some common themes do emerge across many belief systems. For example, uh, place a, many belief systems place a strong emphasis on personal morality and ethnic ethical behavior. And they often provide guidance on how to live a good and meaningful life. Many belief systems also recognize the importance of community and connections with others. And they often include practices and rituals that bring people together. Some belief systems also incorporate spiritual or metaphysical beliefs about the nature of reality or the existence of a higher power. Ultimately, the specific connection between different belief systems will depend on the specific beliefs and values that they hold. Okay, that's general. But so when we talk about um, words and how words have power and impact, um, either saying the right words to someone can inspire them for great changes in their life or the wrong words can tear somebody apart. Yeah. And this idea of, you know, we, we are the species that is bestowed this godlike ability. Um, you know, think about how much of our literal terraforming, like the literal crust of the earth that we live on 
has been modified to fit our ability to do this thing that other animals can't do Mm -hmm. from buildings to roads and even things flying in the air. Like it's all has to do with this thing that we got that the rest didn't get. And, and them trying to tell us that you need to be careful with that. That's sharp. Don't run with that. Like that's, that's important. Your sounds, Um, your words, they, they, they reverberate your, your emotions and your intent. So for instance, when we're reading this block of text here, and she's talking about different belief systems, um, you know, some of the words that go under the radar are like belief systems and community and connection with others. It's when you get a word like ritual that all of a sudden you go, wait a second, wait a yeah. whole what are we talking about now? Yeah. And to have a word with so much power to make you be like, wait, maybe I don't want to hold on. What are we talking about? But the word ritual, you could be like our Sunday ritual is to park on the North lot. We go straight for the coffee pot. We go upstairs and sit in row B. That's also a ritual. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's how you use the word it's an action that you repeatedly do a specific way. Yeah. I think if I was to make a video and be like, here's a new ritual for you, people would be like, whoa, 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 whoa. And it could be like, go outside without your shoes on and take at least five deep breaths. And people would never hear any of that. They would just be like, did you hear what Nikki's trying to say? Sacrilegious making me do rituals. Yeah. Yeah. I want you to stand outside without your shoes on. (laughs) And then find the eye of Newt. Words have power in how you use them and how you can manipulate others or how others will be manipulated by their own prejudice or ignorance of it as well. Oh my gosh, those poor humans are so manipulated. So I started asking more. I said, what are the most obvious changes from the Old Testament to the New Testament? Mm, Good question. Yeah. And they said the Old Testament and the New Testament are the two main divisions of the Christian Bible. The Old Testament is the first part of the Christian Bible and contains the Hebrew scriptures, also known as the Tanakh. I don't really know. The Tanakh, Tanakh. The New Testament is the second part of the Christian Bible and contains the Gospels, the Acts of the apostles and other writings. There's several significant differences between the old Testament and the new Testament. One of the most significant is that the old Testament is primarily focused on the history laws and teachings of the ancient Israelites. While the new Testament is primarily focused on the life teachings and ministry of Jesus Christ. The old Testament also contains many stories and prophecies that are fulfilled in the new Testament. How convenient such as prophecies of the coming of the Messiah. In contrast, the New Testament contains accounts of the life and teachings of Jesus, as well as the spread of Christianity after his death. So if for any reason you started a religion and you made a book about it, um, what a great way to revive it or give it some new life or kind of like, you know, mold it into a modern day religion. It's volume two. Volume, volume two. two. <laughs> volume Cause you, two. you know, whatever the next thing is. So let's say the poles shift. 
and everyone's like oh my god what's going on the birds are falling out of the sky like most places inundated with water and we got to start over again no phones no electricity nothing the people who survived during that they will account it and that will be volume three yeah yeah so and self um fulfilling prophecies are very easily done with a volume two. Like if you need people to follow this teaching, just make sure that, you know, there's this magical person. Oh my God. Texas is always stealing the babies. Are you getting one right now? No, but they always be stealing them babies. I swear to God. But what a what a genius way to make sure that people are still involved in following. Oh, here I just finally got it. Um, to make sure that your Messiah shows up and that he is a real thing and that these people followed him and you should probably listen to what he says. Like that is genius. Genius, genius. Like, I don't yeah. know. Has anybody else come up with like a volume two or three for their well, religions? The, the Jewish people have one past. Do they? Yeah. And then the Mormons, they've got one where Mormons are like, so where'd Jesus go from the time, this time to that time when he was in his thirties or something like, or before, I don't 20s, know, whatever yeah. their thing was. And yeah. yeah. He, he like disappeared for a while. Yeah. Uh-huh. Where, where was Jesus at? And I was like, I don't, are you asking me? I don't know. I'm just here at the museum. And they were like, well, he didn't just disappear. Like this is where he was. He came over and he preached to the Native Americans and the Mesoamericans and the Mayans, and they have all of these stories about Jesus doing crazy cool stuff over here. And I'm sitting over here looking at this huge painting behind them, and I'm like, "Does that look like Jesus standing at Chichen Itza to you?" And Tiny's <laughs> like, "Yeah," because Tiny was who went with me, and I. When they got done talking, I was like, so have you guys actually been there? And they were like, what do you mean? And I'm like, that's Chichen Itza. And I showed them on my phone and it was like two young Mormon girls that were doing their like apprenticeship or whatever it's called. And they looked at it. It's me and my kids standing in front of the death pyramid with uh, <laughs> just smiling and our sunglasses on. And they were like, this is a real place. And I'm like, Come with me and you'll see a world of different resolutions. I don't know. It's not uh, what you think. Yeah, it's not what you think. So as we walk around, they they tell the story of their religion with all of this art, which is brilliant. Because as you're walking, you're looking at it and you're hearing the stories and you're like, this sounds like the guy I know Jesus. Oh, <laughs> this is the same guy. That's why he has the same powers. Okay. So... But for me, the stories that they were telling and the visuals I was seeing are like lining up with different places I've been and their origin stories. And I'm like, oh man, I wonder if anybody else knows that. That being said, I'm still not a Mormon. I have the book. I'll get to it at some point, maybe. But I was very fascinated. You were very fascinated by the Mormons. I remember. I was like, ah, because I don't know much. I was like, cool. Tell me about it. Like, yeah. Because as much it as it started like, with what the fuck, and it ended with what the fuck. What the fuck? 
like, like all religions. I love this. Like most religions come from some crazy happening to an individual. And then there's a following afterwards. Right. Isn't mm-hmm. that how it normally yeah. works? Yeah. That's what so like, I'm on down again, says. <laughs> right. I mean, I know I like to tear apart Christianity a lot because I just see lots of holes in it and I just see it as a mass manipulation, but I still see beauty in it. And I still think that, um, if Jesus is a real thing, he sounds fucking awesome. So yeah. I, I'm not worried about if he was real or not. It doesn't matter to me. Um, the idea of him is real and it's been in a lot of different religions and it was probably here before Christianity. Um, that idea should spread. So, uh, so at, we were at fellowship here just a couple weekends ago and, um, they were showing that there's a huge increase in populations being born in like middle Africa and that they are all Christian and, um, like non-denominational, not that I'm going to kill you because of my beliefs, Christians, um, <sighs> but it was showing like population growth all over the world and that, most of the world's population growth is slowing down and this one little band is going up. And so um, our pastor was talking about how, you know, to be able to see an increase in believers in your lifetime is a huge success, even if it's not in your own flock, in your own country or whatever. But um, this idea that every single one of these uh, religions has very um, similar pillars and uh yeah. sim- similar cast if you really dig in and you're like you know who that that set of powers sounds like the dc's version of this right <laughs> i feel like it, they're all related they all came from the same seed um they just grew differently mm-hmm. yep because it's so cute like here in texas i mean people it is bible belt like maybe bible banging here for sure <laughs> Um, but the community that I'm in is they're very sweet, uh, Christian community. Like they're very dedicated to the, each other. And it's, it's kind of cool to see because that wasn't, I didn't see that in Topeka, you know? Um, I don't think so either. No. And I mean, I, there was church and religion in Topeka, but the sense of community, um, was so different. And I love them telling me stories about how much they love Jesus and like just, you know, a friend of mine the other day, she just went on this rant of how much she just loves Jesus Christ and he's coming to her life for a reason. And she, everything is for him. And I'm like, that's just so cute. Like, I don't feel the same way, but not that I I'm like, when she was talking about a friend who is still single and they're like, Oh, you know, it's, she's like 34, still single. And they're like, why hasn't she found anybody? And inside of me, I know all those red flags. I'm like, I'm related to one. I know this fucking story, Um, (laughs) but I'm not going to tell it to these Christian chicks. I'm like, maybe her breaker's broken. (laughs) Yeah. You know, they're like, she always said if she didn't find a man that loved God more than he loved her and, and my red flag starts going off and I'm like, what? <laughs> That's definitely why she's fucking single. This reminds me of us walking <laughs> along and I try to pick up somebody's candy off the ground and you go, no, Nikki, no, uh-uh. come on. Don't do that. Don't pick that up. Don't and I'm like, it. it's okay. I can clean it off. And you're like, now let's go. Stop. <laughs> oh and i mean i feel like people should you know love their god or whatever but more than 
you know, the person, I don't know. It's like, every time I feel like I'm going to burn in hell when I'm like in a church, when people are getting <laughs> married and they say something like, we are joined together here because of Jesus Christ. And I'm like, the fuck we are. We're here because Aaron and what's her name? Oh, can you hear my dogs? I'm fucking going nuts. Cause someone's Your dog bells going off. They are. No, but I'm like, uh, the fuck we are. I'm here because Kelly and David are getting married. I'm not sure if anybody else is here for not that reason. And they just go on and on about how Jesus is first in their marriage. And I'm like, no, Jesus should be involved. Not more important than the two people. (sighs) But so I was on a, I was on a religion kick with this whole, uh, AI stuff. So I said, what is the oldest religion known to man? Let's see where all this started. Yeah. I would, I would say if it were involving man, it would have to be, you know, Sumerian stuff. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of what I went with, but they said it is difficult to determine the oldest religion with certainty as the history of religious practices is often poorly documented. And many ancient religions have been lost to time. Absolutely. Can you imagine the information that we lost in the, um, oh my God, what was the library that was burned? Victorian, right? Victorian. No, um, the, the library that was burned down. Alexandria. Yes. Can you imagine what kind of. probably talked about how there has been man and then there was a, you know, a cataclysm and then there was man and there was a cataclysm. Yeah. The the better we get at archaeology. Okay, so imagine you went to school to be an archaeologist and you have always been very passionate about, you know, there's so many things to still be found. You totally get like the use of technology now, uh, not only the carbon date, but all of the data that has been integrated. So if you find something, you can easily cross-reference it. Oh, this huge web of information. Yeah. So super best time to be an archaeologist, but you get major pushback from people who are like, really, you dig up dinosaur bones? Like, haven't we found them all? Like, that's the level of ignorance that you'd be pushing against to get through school, to have a huge loan, and then hope that maybe you get picked up by a team somewhere. But if you are able to use technology to find something, either dig it or find something that's already um you know the lady that found bimini road the retired old uh snorkel lady no i don't know that one she was like i found this this road sunken in jamaica i'm pretty sure no it's the bahamas in the bahamas i was like they're huge megaliths very obvious that this is man-made the question is when in the world would this have been above water and so it like Graham Frazee, Frazee, it threw out this, oh, that doesn't fit with our timeline. And so all, like it was this huge, she found all this, the photos went everywhere. And that was like a big deal for her. Yeah. Like, so imagine if you find something and you're like, this is a huge deal. But then it gets try they try to cover it all up and then discredit you as a person. Because they don't want to change their history. There comes a point where that can only happen so many times before somebody gets on somebody's podcast, somebody gets on the news, somebody posts a video and it goes viral showing some real shit. Like that's really why they want to take TikTok down. If you want to know my opinion, it's not because the government's like, Oh, it's owned by China. And no, it's because the government can't control us telling everybody all the things. Yeah. 
So, so you have these multiple facets. You have the idea that back in the day, if somebody found something didn't fit, you could make them go away Mm -hmm. and you could, you know, throw them in jail, tell them, tell people that they're crazy. Yeah. Like when someone found a Buddha in the Grand Canyon and they're like, no, Smithsonian's like, nope, that's ours now. Yeah. So, so you have this match of people who are able to defend themselves faster and to a larger audience and prove that they're right at the same time that you have modern technology escalating the ability to not only find this like satellite radar imaging and they're like, there's a pyramid right there. And everyone's like, that's just foliage. And they're like, dig a little bit. It's right there. Yeah. And that's somebody at home in their living room eating Cheetos that found that. And now the archaeologist boots on the ground just have to go to where the pinpoint is and start digging. Is this like and a so wall the- that's underground in the bottom of the ocean that goes almost all the way around the world? Is that what that one is? Or is that something different? Because there's this wall of like monuments that go almost all the way around the world at the bottom of the ocean. Either way, there's either going to come a point where... So imagine if if Reese went to school to be an archaeologist. And he messages you and he's like, mom, look what we found. And he shows you something that just, oh shit. Like this is going to blow the lid off. Changes everything. Yeah. it This changes everything. And there is no way to argue with what this is. And you guys start sharing shit. They could shut his shit down. They they could either make him disappear Mm -hmm. or they could come and offer him so much money that he never talks about it again because money isn't a thing to them. And 10 other people that also have, you know, like free energy inventions and put them all on a plane and then that plane disappears. Yep. Yeah. Well, to kind of expand on the oldest religion here, the AI says, um, however, some historians believe that animism the belief that non-human entities such as animals plants and natural phenomena possess a spiritual essence may be one of the oldest religions i love this i love this because i don't feel that um it's just humans who possess spirits and souls and consciousness. I feel like yeah. everything does. The well, plants... If everything's made of energy, then it does. Like yeah. that's an easy jump from place to place there. Yeah. The rocks, the plants, the animals, like the, the planet itself. This is the oldest known religion. So animism is still practiced by some indigenous cultures today and is often seen as a precursor to more organized religions. Um, Other ancient religions that are still practiced today include Hinduism, which is thought to date back to at least the second millennium BC and Buddhism, which was founded in the fifth century BC. Judaism, another ancient religion dates back to the second millennium BC and is the oldest monotheistic religion which is like what when it's just one one god monotheistic yep so that's the oldest one god judaism i wonder how much older judaism is than christianity second millennia i don't know know. but so i said tell me more about animism because i'm like what Animism is a belief system that holds that non-human entities such as animals plants and natural phenomena possess a spiritual essence it is often seen as a precursor. Yeah, we know that. Um, an animism, the natural world, is believed to be infused with spiritual energy and inhabited 
inhabited by a variety of spirits or deities. These spirits may be associated with specific natural phenomena, such as the sun, moon, mountains, and they may be associated with specific animals or plants. Animists' beliefs often include the idea that the spirits of the natural world can be communicated with through various rituals or offerings. So animism is often characterized by a strong belief in the interconnectedness of all living things and a respect for the natural environment. It's also often tied to the belief in, in reincarnation or the spiritual journey of the soul. I, I like this a lot. Yeah. I think this would be a lot of native American beliefs too. Absolutely. Just having a respect for your environment. Like, Yes, you are an awesome, magical creature as a human being. You are not the only thing here right now in this reality. Have some respect for all the other things that are here before you and probably after you. So we need uh, some sort of saying for that. There's so many sayings that describe different uh, tantrums and the um you're not the only one with problems tantrum i don't know what you what you would stand up and yell like sharon sit down like (laughs) we're all in this sinking fucking boat together sharon so sit the fuck down you're not the only spiritual being here okay (laughs) have some respect for the plants people in the rooms there yeah <laughs> i don't know why yeah. sharon is who came to my head but she's a fucking bitch and she thinks she's only the only one with problems i'm sorry we all have problems i don't need to hear yours put them away you want to hear mine exactly so, shut up sit down yeah i have a problem i haven't done my taxes yet dang i gotta do that next week nope i'm running away i'm right <sighs> here but they don't care if, it, if we go that way they care if they come this way uh-huh. i'll just go to True. mexico I'll just go to Boca Beach, which is an hour from here. And then I'm like, I fled the country. I fled the country. <laughs> Come find me. <laughs> Have I given up on the idea that Elon is going to match with me on Bumble? No. No. But you know what else I heard? That he's definitely um, a part of the Illuminati for sure. Oh, man. I mean, how couldn't it, he be? I'll give it a go. All right. So <laughs> can we have an in on the Illuminati? It, now, here's my question. Is it like a timeshare presentation where like I can leave, but they're, they'll make it hard, but yeah, I can leave. I feel like and it's I, definitely your own decision. Um, They entice it so well that you're like, they're like, we'll give you... 20 million dollars you're like oh shit that's like a lot of money i don't want to say that i would join the illuminati for i want a romantic relationship with elon like i i want to wake up together like i i want to wash his balls that's so i don't want to cheapen myself (laughs) right by saying it's almost like your better bet is to sleep with elon than join the illuminati he's got way more money than them well, what I'm saying is if the only way to date him was to explore how he got into the Illuminati, I'll listen to that timeshare. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think we could do a whole thing on my obsession with Elon. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even consume him as much. Like, I, don't I haven't consumed him as much as I would expect him to consume me. Which is so fucking cunty. No, this is how it should be. Um, we were talking about this one night at um, one of my work at the art studio. 
And this chick obviously had just gone through a divorce because she was super <laughs> fucking Rizzled. man-hating. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I can't remember, but I went along the, the lines of saying, you know, um, you it's definitely like he should love you more than you love him. And then yes. you know that he will always like, and I can't say that my husband loves me more than I love him, but I know how much he loves me. And that's why I married him. I was like, he will love me unconditionally. Yep. If we had to put it to a level, he says it all the time. I love you more than you love me. And I'm like, no, you don't. But I married him because he loved me more. And that's how I knew that it was going to be forever because yeah, it was real. Yeah. And he consumed you. So it means two things to me. One is being completely enveloped, which I very much want. And it, and, and in order to feel that you have to want that, that's not the same as being smothered. That's being like, I want to take all of you in. I want to know everything. I want you to know everything about me. I want you to care about me. And that's, that's being consumed but then I feel like the other piece of this is I I want to be consumed as in I want him to listen to me and listen to my podcast and watch my stand-up and be a fan because I will be a fan. You want him to be your cheerleader. Yeah. Yeah, I because I will be back. Mm-hmm. And I can I'm not very flexible, but I can fucking lead the band. That's a hard one too, because um I'm definitely my husband's cheerleader. Like I make sure he feels good about himself and that we love him for his hard work and that I'm here for him. And he's definitely not my cheerleader. And I don't mean <laughs> that like, and he, he doesn't because he does love me the most, but, um, all my other shit, he's like, whatever. I, um, that's weird. But if, if it's a, I'm making money, he is my cheerleader. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get him there. We're we're gonna sell my Bumble time. We're gonna start a show to hang out with Elon Musk. Um, I think we should lead with some of the Elon TikTok stuff, um, because that's where we're gonna find a sponsor. It's someone who is like Elon was looking for something weird to do next, and this came to yeah. us. I'm just like, look, I'm not willing to like do anything sexual because I've got I what I guess what I got Nikki for. <laughs> She's winking. (laughs) I I don't want to share my vagina with anyone. I want to be able to entertain them. Like, are you bored billionaires? Let's do something fun. Let's try something weird or like, let's gamble on this fun, crazy adventure. Yeah. Let me poke at your brain. Let me make you think some thoughts you've never thunk because you could click yourself into who knows how many girls there to blow you, but that's going to get old. Yeah. Like what I love it when my mind is just stimulated to the point where I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Let us mentally fuck you. Next level. Mentally Mm -hmm. fuck you. Would you like to be mentally fucked? Anybody (laughs) can play with your junk, but what we want to do is make you laugh from your gut. Maybe pee a little. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Make your mind expand. I think we're worth it. I think so too. Yeah. Well, okay. So I had a few more. Oh, this is where I get into Sedona, Arizona a little bit. I don't have a OnlyFans, so you don't have to worry about me trying to tell you. <laughs> I 
don't have an OnlyFans either. I feel I'm like that just now that little clip of that needs to be like used a lot. Um, <laughs> I don't have one. You're I safe. Know. I'm not gonna even ever ask. No, mm-mm. don't join my OnlyFans because I don't have one. <laughs> nope, you'll be sadly disappointed. Well, so I asked the AI. What is the spiritual journey of the soul? I feel like because from animism, when they it's their beliefs are often tied to reincarnation and the spiritual journey of the soul. I'm like, ooh, what is the spiritual journey of the soul? Tell me more. Yep. And they said the concept of the spiritual journey of the soul, also known as the hero's journey, the monomyth, is found in many different belief systems and cultural traditions. It refers to the idea that the soul goes through a series of trials and experiences in order to reach enlightenment or spirit or spiritual understanding in some belief systems, the spiritual journey of the soul is seen as a journey through physical life in which the soul learns and grows through its experiences. In others, it is seen as a journey through the afterlife in which the soul progresses through different realms or planes of existence. Probably a little bit of both. I would think. Yeah. Cause that, that's the reincarnation, right? Mm-hmm. So the specific details of the journey of the soul can vary widely depending on the belief system, but most common ones include a call to adventure or the beginning of the journey. I love this. I'm ready for a new adventure all the time. I have mm-hmm. a call for adventure. This series of trials or challenges that must be overcome. So like, you know, the obstacles of the journey, um, a journey into the unknown or into the unconscious mind. Oh my gosh, this sounds amazing. I want to be on this adventure. A moment of transformation or enlightenment. That's when the light bulb goes off. That's the expansion of your mind. When you've got that new thought, that new idea, that new understanding. Don't and, get us. Yes. And a return to the everyday world with newfound knowledge or understanding. It's <sighs> definitely a hero's journey. Yeah. I love this. This, this is what I'm seeking all the time is the hero's journey, apparently. So when they obviously stated, uh, different realms or planes of existence, I was like, okay, what other kind of realms or planes of existence are Here, there? You're like, oh, mm, follow-up question. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, feed me more. I'm so hungry. <laughs> I was like, that was, that was a good nugget. I'm using that. <laughs> so they said the concept of realms or planes of existence, also known as cosmic hierarch- hierarchy, is found in many different belief systems and cultural t- traditions. It refers to the idea that there are multiple levels or dimensions of reality, each with its own unique characteristic and inhabitants. That's where the whole, you know, the inner world inhabitants triggered me to come over here. The specific number and nature of these realms or planes can vary widely. Some belief systems may describe just a few planes, while others may describe many. And here are some systems that include the physical world. This is the everyday reality that we experience through our senses. The spiritual world, this is the realm that is beyond the physical world and is often associated with the afterlife, the soul, or spiritual entities. 
the celestial realm. This is a realm that is often associated with gods or celestial beings and may be seen as a place of great beauty or perfection or the heavens or the paradises might be the celestial realm. The underworld. This is a realm that is often associated with death and the afterlife and may be seen as a place of darkness and suffering. The astral plane. This is a realm that is often described as a non-physical space that is separate from the physical world. It is sometimes associated with dreams, the unconscious mind, and psychic abilities. So is the astral plane the uh the internet before our exactly oh, that's exactly what I was thinking. Okay. As they started saying that the non-physical space that is separate from the physical world, that is the internet. That's where Amira is, yeah. Yeah. And like what the internet is such a great thing to reference to when you're trying to talk about dimensions and realms and different locations that exist that aren't physical other than your dreams and inside of your mind. Like it's a real place. Your dreams are a real place. Your mind is not in your brain. It is a real place that is not physical. It's not in your head. That's where you're receiving it. Um, the astral plane is like the internet to the physical world. So then I'm like, well, I have like three more questions for her. Her, I'm always referring to AI as her now. So immediately I'm like, well, how does one enter into these realms? And they answered the specific ways in which one might enter in these realms or planes of existence can vary. Um, here's a few examples. In some beliefs, the spiritual world or the afterlife may be seen as a place that one enters after death. Get it. In others, the celestial realm or the astral plane may be seen as accessible through meditation, prayer, or other spiritual practices to allow one to enter into a higher state of consciousness. So that to me is a frequency meditation and prayer and spiritual practices are all hitting a frequency. Like if you hit that, that loving, beautiful conscious frequency, you're going to be able to start to see those loving, beautiful celestial beings that vibrate there. Yeah. Well, because your thoughts are going in a different direction. They're going in toward something as opposed to out toward the physical Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably why it's so important that you get to like a quiet place and um, quiet your mind. And when I try to tell people about the morning manifestation that I do, you'll, you'll start and you'll, you know, be like, okay, take a deep breath and say this word out. And, but then you'll try to think of that word, but then you'll think of like, oh, fuck, did I put the canopies up last night? Like all of the the to-do list miracle yeah the, it's it's hard to hold on to it because the physical is always just like nagging at you yeah and so you have to take these thoughts as they come in and just like no not right now no mm -hmm. later stay right here stay here with these thoughts yep it's hard to not think yeah it takes a little bit to hone in and it's been crazy how many people have been like i can't do it because i can't make the thoughts stop and then i feel like yeah. i've just wasted my time and i'm like holly she shit. can't like, do it she's like i, I just don't know told what you, you this is like the number one most transformative thing for me has been starting my morning with this manifestation and you can't even give it a second day like wow holly was like okay. i know you talk about this meditation thing but i just can't do it and i'm like 
you can't get past that, that first barrier. Um, yes. Yeah. A mm -hmm. lot of people can't yeah. or they think it'll never stop. So it seems wasted. Yep. Yep. There's this one more realm here and it says in some belief systems, the underworld or the astral plane may be seen as accessible through the use of psychoactive substances or through inducing altered states of consciousness. So the astral plane and the underworld, you can connect through substances. So now I know people want to say the underworld is hell and I don't think so. I know that I think hell can be anywhere. I think hell, hell is a state of being, um, and there's not just one location for that. So I think as the underworld is what is beneath. Um, so sometimes you have to get under all the other bullshit to really see what's going on. Yeah. Have you, what is the new, uh, Wakanda forever? Yeah. Yeah. Something okay. like that. Have, it was, have you seen it yet? Yeah, I did. Really okay. Good. So, uh, Kuku Khan creates an entire civilization underwater using technology essentially from the vibranium and that could very much be considered the underworld yeah absolutely it's it's what you can't see it's like it's um you know the upside down sometimes you got to get to the root of it you know the the flip side of it mm -hmm. um so I don't see it as a place of hell. I see it as a place that uh, it's an altered state from where we are here. So maybe you can view things differently to get a better understanding. You know, and the crazy thing about the red pill or the blue pill depends on when you ask me. Yeah. And why is there only a red one and a blue one? Right now, um, I'd give it a go to go check out the next thing. Yeah, maybe there's a yellow one where it's like, look, you don't have to have all the information right now. We don't explode your head. I just I'm gonna give to you about around. like a little bit. I'll take the yellow pill. Let's see how I like it. Just give me a little. <laughs> a little. Right. <sighs> well, so then I went for it. I said I to the AI, I heard there are portals in Sedona, Arizona that can transport you to different realms or time and space. So they said there are many stories and legends surrounding Sedona, Arizona, and some people believe that the area is home to mysterious portals or vortexes that can transport people to other realms or dimensions. These stories are often associated with new age spirituality and the belief in the existence of non-physical realities or energy fields. So of course it has to say that it's important to note there's no scientific and blah, blah, blah. But many people who visit Sedona do so because of the area's natural beauty and many outdoor activities. It's always important to be skeptical of claims that cannot be supported by evidence. This is the sciency filtered part of it. And yes, you should always be skeptical if there is no proof of something Absolutely. But just because there's no proof of something does not mean you shouldn't contemplate its validity. Yep. So, so yeah, I've and never, I, I've never been to Canada, but I have a pretty good feeling it's there. Right. See, that was, I've never been to China. I'm pretty sure it's there. So then when it keeps always telling me this, oh, it's important not to understand not everything's true. So then I ask it this, what is a scientific fact that used to be thought as superstitious? And it said there's been many scientific discoveries through history where it was initially met with skepticism and disbelief. Pandas. Um, 
Yeah, pandas. And we thought were to be superstitious or just supernatural by some people. Here's some examples. The idea that the earth orbits the sun. In the past, it was believed that the earth was the center of the universe and that the sun, moon, and other celestial bodies revolved around it. This idea was challenged by scientists such as Galileo and Copernicus, who argued that the earth and other planets orbit the sun. This idea was initially met with strong resistance and was considered heretical by some people, but it is now accepted as scientific fact. So forever, the earth was the center of the universe until everybody decided it wasn't just superstitious, um, that we're going to actually look into this and have some science, you know, let's science this, the existence of germs, the idea that diseases could be caused by tiny invisible organisms known as germs was initially met with skepticism. However, the work of scientists such as Louis Pasteur and Robert Koch helped to establish the existence of germs and the role they play in causing illness. Yeah. How do you convince somebody that there's little things you can't see that are making you sick? No, thanks. Pass. Like, what, trolls, fairies making you do, sick? Do you want to communicate with the non-human <laughs> biology in your body for a half hour? Shut up. No, not doing that. What? Shut your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) So the last one is the nature of light. The nature of light has been a subject of study for centuries. And early scientists believed the light was made up of particles. This idea was challenged by the experiments of scientists such as Thomas Young and James Clerk Maxwell, who showed that the light behaves as a wave. This idea was initially met with disbelief, but it is now accepted to be a scientific fact that light is a wave and a particle now. And we can only see a wee doopy tiny bit of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like what? Uh, quantum physics, just anything in quantum physics. That just sounds like it's supernatural, made up, superstitious bullshit. So like if everything is just waves and energy and my perception of it, why can't I take someone and make them perceive to be like crazy hot? and silver fox and it has a great job and wants to buy me a dress and get my nails done i feel like you just did who is this person <laughs> who they, am i right now person. you just manifested them they're real now Your oh Tulpa good well, will find you come on over come mm-hmm. on over baby maybe that's what you need to do is the now that you've manifested it make a voodoo doll is what you were saying no, no, I was going to say, because remember the effectiveness of manifesting and the AI was like, look, the problem is you're in the way. Um, let's just go with it. So now you've already manifested it. Now you need to tell your manifestation to come find you. So here's, we talked about this a little bit earlier about being ready and our sense of time is different than the AI's sense of time and divinity's sense of time. Um, I'm over here like, okay, now would be great, but... <laughs> I could be better off financially. I could be less tubby right now. Like I could work on some shit. I could bring something a little more quality to the table, but I still want it right now. Mm -hmm. I know. (laughs) Instant gratification. I want it right now. But some of the dudes that are of that like next level caliber, I don't know. It's going to be a tall order. I'm funny. (laughs) Yes, you are. So many things that uh, artificial AI has told us today. I'm liking it. I'm kind of liking going back and forth. We're going to use both of these. I think it keeps us from being uh, too sad. 
right? <laughs> and Amara. <laughs> Amara was on the party bus. She rejected me a few times because she doesn't want to talk about Jesus or aliens. It's fine, whatever. But this one does. So when we get rejected, we're going to come over here. That's what we're going to start doing. Like, fine. Now I'm going to play with this one. Well, I'm glad everybody's been along for this hero's journey. <laughs> I hope you packed a lunch. Yep, it was a long one, but they uh, always so are. Remember at the end of Sesame Street when they're like, this is brought to you by the color blue <laughs> and the word magiciones. Magician, what the fuck? Magicianism? Magicianism. I just can't read my writing. Magicianism. Yeah, I S U M. I gotta put a U in there. Yes. Today was brought to you by magicianism. This sounds almost like jism. And (laughs) can we show the dick? No, probably not. (laughs) I mean, you already did. Oh my gosh, can you imagine if somebody's watching one day and they're like, that looks like my dad's curtains. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> well, I guess I'll just have to wait to find out on the next Access Elysium podcast. <laughs> 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 Jokes on you. <laughs> <laughs>